0: The last thing we were discussing was the 24 body parts that uh, if uh, if a masher t- uh, damages in a slave, then he goes out free. And we were discussing cases where the eye or tooth were 95%, let's say, gone. What would be the halakha? Would he, at what point would he go free or not? And we also talked about that if he was already blind and he took the eye out of the socket totally... Uh, that he'd still go out free. And with that, we're going to start Kafhe Amud Aleph, second line in, towards the end of the line where it says, Sabe din zuniyana, or on the third line. So the elders of Nizunyata city, Rav Hasda, didn't come to the class of Rav Hasda, Amale de Rav to Rav Zil, Sanainu go, hide them, meaning go put them in Harem. Azal, So Rava went to uh, the elders of Nizunya, Amrul he told them, Why didn't you come to the class?" So Amrul they told him, why should we come?" And we asked him a question, and he didn't answer. So Amrul lehu Rava said, Did you ever ask me something and I didn't answer?" So they took, they took a shot with him and they asked him, a slave that was castrated in the testicle area by his master, what would be the halakha? Meaning he detached the veins or the, the sinews, whatever is connecting the testicles to the body, without uh, without him damaging him on the outside. So it's something that no one could really tell, but it's still a damage. So what would be the halakha? Mao. Do we say do we say it's like an un- uncovered uh, damage and he goes out free Or oh, or maybe listen at the end of the day it's something that no one can really see, and therefore it's uh, he does not go out out free didn't have an answer they told him what's your name Amar lehu, and he told them, Hamnunah, my name is Hamnunah, Amruleh, love Hamnunah, your name is not Hamnunah, rather, El Karnuna. it's uh, Lashon of Karnuna, meaning corner, meaning you, you sat in the corner, you went to the street, to the, to the marketplace, You're not, you didn't learn Torah. So I tell the Hasda, he went back to Rav Hasda, and Amar leh, and he told them what happened, and Rav Hasda told them, Matnita nitaba they asked you a Mishnah, rather a they asked you, Ditnan. we have, and this is in regards to negaim and tzarat. The twenty-four limbs of a human being. They are not tame if they have a tzarat with the signs of tzarat. Now, the, the, the types of tzarat: se'et, baheret. Uh, they have to have something called emhya, which is, uh, let's say a wide hair coming out of a healthy uh, spot and that would be considered like tzarat. so if it's on the 24 body parts, then it's not considered and they are the fingers and toes the ears that's the area, the chest of a woman and Rabbi Yehuda even by a man, the chest area by a man. The Tana Allah, and we added over there on that bright tab. In these type, in these type of body parts that are, they're not, there's no on of it Then these are the same twenty-four body parts that the would go out free if his master knocked out. Sirus B also adds the castration when he can't have kids anymore. And also the tongue. And here's the proof. Amar Mu'ar, Rabbi You see, Rabbi also added the castration. Now, Sirus de What are we talking about? What type of castration? Ilema Sirus de Gid. If he cut off the entire limb, the Brit area, that's exactly what we said. That's Haynu gavia That's what we mentioned in the Bright in Tower. It says Rosha HaGviya. El what are we talking about? Sirus de Betzim. We're talking about where he disconnected his testicles from the body. So you see, it is considered a wound that ivid would go out. Now the the Gemara wants to break down this right for a second. It says Rabbi Omer Afasirus. Rabbi also adds the serus, uh, and it sounds like Rabbi Lashon Lo. It sounds like Rabbi never mentioned the tongue because first uh, Rabbi added to the twenty four the 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 testicles, and then uh, Ben Azayit then added the, the tongue. It sounds like Rabbi didn't mention the tongue. The problem is a very big doesn't hold of the tongue or we have a haare mi sheya maze if someone is spraying the the paraduma water uh, it's supposed to go on someone's body ven ite za and it was sprayed on the tamez mouth ribi omer heza ribi says it counts hakhakim omer lo heza hakhakim say that counts now, my love, aleshono, aren't we talking about his tongue? And it shows you that according to Rabbi, his tongue is considered outside his body, and that's why if it was sprayed, it's supposed to be sprayed on uh, on the Tameh's uh, outer part of his body, not the inside, so therefore the tongue is considered outer. So then Rabbi also holds that the tongue is considered on the outside of the body. The Gemma answers, no. no, what are we talking about? Al-Piv? It means al sefatav, on his lips. The Masa says, al pshita. Uh, on his lips is pashut And it's considered outside of his body And if it's sprayed and it reached his lips It should count as a, as a, as a spraying So the Gemara explains no, There's a Hidush here Sometimes a person closes his lips And therefore it's considered as inside Kamash Ma'la The whole Hidush of the holds It's considered outside no matter what Now the Gemara has a question We have a that says Ale that if someone sprayed and it reached uh, the Tameh's tongue, it works. When it comes to the wounds of, let's say, a Behor, an animal that is a Behor, if the majority of the tongue came off, it's considered a wound and he's Pasul, you can't give it as a Korban. And it would be Omer. Rabbi holds the majority of the talking part of his tongue, the, the part of the tongue that he would use to talk. Bottom line is, he considers it a wound on the outside of the body. So, how can't, uh, why is Rabbi in this big, bright with uh, 24 uh, body parts? Why does he not hold that the tongue is also considered uh, a, an outer body part? So, Ligma like, explains, So rather, you have to explain as this. Rabbi holds. Uh, uh, castrating him, this, uh, detaching the testicles is considered a wound, and you don't even have to mention the tongue. And Ben Azai Lashon Aval Serus lo. And Ben Azai is the one who holds only the tongue, is considered outside, but the testicle one is not considered a wound. So, Umay so when Ben Azai says Af Lashon, why is it saying Af? It sounds like he's adding, and uh, he, if he doesn't hold of sirus that be mentioned, then why is he adding on Rabbi? Meaning, we mentioned the twenty-four body parts. Then it be adds the sirus, and Ben Azai is adding, meaning number twenty-six. Uh, let's say he's adding uh, the, also the tongue. So what's that going on? so says, no, no, akamaita. He was really adding on twenty-four. Then Ben Azai comes, adds number twenty-five, which is the tongue. So the Gemara says, Yahach, if that's the case, then let Ben Azai, Azai go first. And then, uh, uh, then Rabbi mentioning uh, one more, which is a Serus. So the Gemara explains, Tana Shema'ad Rabbi Vekiba'a. So the Tana, whoever wrote up this Mishnah, he heard Rabbi, so he put it right after these 24. Then Veshema'ad Ben Azai, then he heard Ben Azai with the tongue. And then, Vitaneh, and then he threw it in. And the Mishnah never uh, left that, uh, the, the way we mentioned it. So, it, the timeline was, we had a Brayta with the 24 body parts. Then, Ribi was mentioned, and then Ben Azai was mentioned. So, that's why we just kept it that way. But really, if we would set it up correctly, it would be Ben Azai, then Ribi. Now, Amar ula Hakol modim, hachamim, Rabbi—they both agree that be the tongue, when le'aniyat tumah, when it comes to get uh, getting tameh, the galuy who etzela shet—it's considered uncovered when it comes to. Uh, a dead rodent. If a dead rodent touches a body part that usually touches, a body part that touches, then he is considered tameh. If the dead rodent touched a body part that usually doesn't touch, like under the armpit, or a flap of, of skin, something that you, a person doesn't usually touch, then it doesn't become Tamir. So uh, when it comes to, the, to getting tum'ah on the body, everyone agrees that the tongue is considered an outside of the body because it, it touches. My time. what's the reason? Because Asheri yi The pasuk says when it comes to tum'ah, v'chol asher yi anything the zav touches, amara hamana, nami banagyao. And the tongue also is considered something that touches, and therefore... If, uh, if a dead rodent uh, came in contact with a tongue, then it's, the person is tamay. Good. When it comes to tevila, men or women going to the mikveh, everyone agrees that the tongue is considered inside the, uh, the body. Why? It says, A person has to wash his flesh in water. The same way a person's flesh is on the outside, the same thing, everything is on the outside. And therefore, water does not have to go inside the, the person's body when he's going to the mikveh. The mahlukah between Rabbi and Hakarim is only in regards to the spraying of the mehatat, the uh, paraduma uh, water, on the tamay. Rabbi says that the spraying is like tumah, and, and the tongue is considered, un, uh, is considered uncovered, revealed. The rabanan middamuda lit vilan rabanan hold its an inside the body thing and therefore it's like uh tevilan it doesn't work if it touches the tongue. Vitarvayu behaik Kera kamiflagan they both rabanan haqam and ribi are arguing on the following pasuk. I want everyone to just look at that Pasuk a second. Um it says Vezata or Atameh bei Shubayomashi Via Vihite o. So the the, the, the the word is the big deal here. The is when you spray the, the, the water. And they're arguing as follows. Be held. The way you break it up is stop right there and is going on the part and therefore the spring is like the Tum'ah the same way the tongue is considered outside when it comes to Tum'ah same thing when it comes to the spring so we're comparing the V'hite'o to the B'mayim part and they're both, uh, both uh, making the person tahor, and therefore it's considered inside the, the person's body. The tongue is considered as inside, and therefore it does not work by spraying. So now the Gemara says, Why don't you compare it to Tuma and say it's uncovered? And the Rabbanan will tell you, I'd rather learn Tara making a person Tahor for making a person Tahor, the spraying, the going Mikveh, and therefore we're going to say that the tongue is considered inside and it won't work for spraying. So the Gemara says, Rabbi, why don't you compare to tevilah, and he'll tell you because he holds in that pasuk where it says he has to wash his clothing. That's already a new subject. So when it says Bamaim, it's not going on the the, on the actual person, and therefore we have to say the tongue is considered like the tumah part, and it's considered outside. So now the Gemara asks, "Vesavari bila anianta tavlaket tamundamid? Does Rabbi really hold that when it comes to tavlak, it's considered inside the body?" Veha amar Rabi, amar Avada, amar Bitzach, maasev shevhashel bet Rabi. There was a story with the maid servant of Rabbi. She tavlak ve'al tash. She went to the mikveh. She came out. Vanim tzaretsim ben Shina, and they found a, a, a bone in between her teeth. Vetzrichare Bita vila charetan Rabi. Made her go to mikveh again because it's considered chatzitza. It was blocking the water from coming in. Even though we all know that the water does not have to go into the mouth. So the Gemara explains. You're right. We don't need the water to go inside the mouth. However, But we need it to be able to have water go inside without any blockage. Meaning even if uh, even if the water doesn't have to go inside the mouth, we still need it to be totally clean. And it's like the bezira, the amar and the And this is in regards to menahot. And the person wants to bring a flou- fine flour. Yeah, the the ratio is sixty to one. You've got to put sixty flour in the bowl, one lug of oil, and You have to you have to mix it together. And Hachamim said the ratio is sixty to one, and it has to be mixed. And if it didn't mix, it's still good. But sixty one to one is already too much and it wouldn't mix well, and even if you mixed it, and even if you mixed it well, it's still no good. So 60 to 1, it's good, even if you didn't mix. 61 to 1, even if you mixed it, still no good. anything that is able to be mixed, then then you don't have to mix. when enora le'bila, and what's not befitting to be mixed, meaning it's the ratio is too big, then bilah bo. then even if you mix it, it's still no good. And Tosafot learns it because it says by uh, the, the hot, it says balul, uh, uh, it has to be mixed. Now, it doesn't say doesn't say you have to mix it, right? It just said balul, it's mixed. And that's how he learns it doesn't have to be mixed, rather it just, you know, if it could, it could. If it, if it didn't, it didn't. And the same idea when it comes to the mikveh, it says, Mm -hmm. meaning even the hidden parts of a person's body. But on the other hand, it says, Mm He didn't wash his hand. And his hand sounds like something that is outside of his body. So we understand that only things that are outside the body have to be washed, not things inside the body. But we learned that it has to be able to have water coming through. And if the water is not able to come through, then the tevilah is not good, even though the water doesn't have to go there. So the the perfect example would be the bone stuck in the teeth. And this entire sugya is ketana. It's a machlo If detachment of the testicles is considered an open, a revealed wound or not, because we have a breitad explaining the pasuk that talks about wounds, that make an animal not kosher to be given as a korban. The pasuk says, ve katut ve natuk ve karut. The very Uda says, this pasuk is talking about uh, damages that occur to the to the testicles of an animal. Mauch means if they were crushed by hand. Katut means they were crushed by a stone or something like that. Natuk means, they uh, whatever vein that is holding up the testicles to the body has been detached so the testicles are still there you can uh, from the outside you could see it like, except that uh, they were detached and karut means the veins were cut with a knife so the uh, review that explains that all these are discussing the, the testicles and the gemara asks be velo begid it sounds like it's only if it's in the testicles but not the actual gid not the actual limb Ela, you have to explain, Kulan, Afbebet, it seems to be very holds that these are also in the testicles, not just in the actual Gid, but also in the testicles. And Rabbi Ezeb and Yaakov, Omer, Kulan begid, they're all in the actual Gid, and not in the testicles, because the testicles are hidden. They're considered covered. And Rebillah, Omer, Ma'uch ve'katut, is going on af is also for the bitsim. However, natuk vikarut is only bagid in, it's only the actual limb. Bibet lo, no, but it's not in the testicles. And you have to compare this mahloka to what we have over here. And you have to say that, according to Rabbi Yehuda, that if anything happens to the ayavid in his bitsim, if let's say they were detached or anything like that, or they were crushed, he'd go out free. It's considered a mum shibagalu and he goes out free. According to Rabbi Yehuda, it's considered inside the body, and he does not go out free. And according to the it depends. If it's the actual testicles, then it's considered re- revealed, uncovered, and he would go out free. But if it's only the veins that attach it to the body, then it's considered uh, covered, and he does not go out free. Next, Mishnah is going to talk about how one buys an animal now. Now, before we start, there's three ways to buy an animal. Number one is mesira, is when someone hands over the leash from one person to the other, buyer to seller. Number two is Mesichah, where you pull the animal, and number three is hagbah, where you actually pick up the animal. And the Mishnah tells us, behemagasa niknet bimsirah, a big animal, let's say a cow, is bought, is acquired through mesira, where one person gives him the leash and the other person takes the leash and they buy it that way. If it's a small animal, a sheep, got, you have to just pick it up. That's the very big However, they argue and they say that a small animal, you have to pull it in order to acquire. Now, before we move on to the Gemara, there is a fascinating Tosafot over here who argues with Rashi. She holds that a big animal is bought with him. I mean, if someone is... Uh, extremely strong and he's able to pick up a whole cow, that's not good enough because that's not the way that cows are bought, the way the cows are bought with Mesira passing over the leash, and that's the only way that could work. That also doesn't understand it. It should be a culture all the more so. If, I, if I'm able to pick it up, it should be automatically bought because these are not just three different ways. These are three different levels, and if I can buy it with Mesira, for sure I can buy it with, with Agbaha, and that's why Tosafot is okay even e- even if it's not the actual way to buy. And Tosafot also brings out an interesting Rashbam and uh, Rabbeinu Chaim who explains Rashbam that each one each one of the ways of acquisition it, it, it depends where. Meaning Mesira works in a shutarabim, because that's the way you buy in a HaRabim. Meshikha works in a Simtaan alleyway because you could uh, because you could acquire something in alleyway in a shooter You can't acquire something, you'd have to do something different. So, mesira would work there, but uh, you know, each place something else. It's fascinating tosfot, fascinating sugiyah to get into if you get a chance. The Gemara starts Darash Rav Rav was Doresh is a place called Kimhonia Behemagasaniknet bimshi ha that a, a big animal. Can be acquired by pulling it, and all the more so by uh, by passing over the leash. That's the way she explains it. Tosfot says uh, only mesicha. Either way, Ashkechinu Shmuel. He told me that Rav Shmuel found the students of Rav, and Amado when he told them miamar Rav Did Rav really say that a big animal could be uh, bought with mesicha? And we our Mishnah Rav and was always saying mesira. Hadar beimahid? Did Rav really change his mind? And the Gemara explains, ki You have to say that Rav originally held that, like our Mishnah, that behemagasaz niknet b'msira. And he changed his mind, like Hachamim here, that taniyav Hachamim omrim zov small animal, big animal nikenet b'mshichah. You have to pull it in order to acquire it. Shimon you have to pick it up. And the Rashba explains that uh, Rabbi Shimon only argues when it comes to animals, there's a way, even with big elephants, there's a way to pick them up. We'll explain soon. But with boats and big heavy things, then even Rabbi Shimon agreed that you don't have to uh, pick it up. You could just pull it or pass over the the the, the leash. Now, Matkiflarav Yosef. Rabbi Yosef has a problem on Rabbi Shimon. If you want to tell me even big animals are, uh, the only way to buy them is with uh, with, with picking them up. An elephant, how are you going to buy that? You can't pick it up. It's too big. So You could do You could pick up someone's handkerchief. You could pick up the seller's handkerchief. And while picking up the handkerchief, you're also acquiring everything else that he's selling to you, like the elephant. So you don't even have to pick up the elephant. The option to the way to buy heavy things like the elephant is you could pay a little bit of money, rent the area that the elephant is standing on from the buyer. And that property becomes yours for a couple of minutes. And in that couple of minutes, the elephant is standing on it. And uh, you now own that property. And that elephant is on your property. You acquire it. And then after a couple of minutes, you could have his land back and you could have your elephant. There's another way of buying it. You bring, let's say, like four plates when you hunt the hat Glove and you put it under the elephant's uh, feet, and now he's on the buyer's kelim, buyer's vessels, and now he, it's as if uh, it's in his property and now he buys it. But uh, the guy has a question on Rabbi Zira. Mina, It sounds like you hold that if the buyer has his things in the seller's property, he could acquire things. Now, this is a huge machloket all over a Shas. It sounds like this is simple to you that a buyer could come, put his stuff there, and whatever goes into it, he acquires it. So maybe you should answer that for the entire Shas, not just here. And the Gemara pushes back that no, you can't learn that for everywhere because besimta over here. What are we dealing with with the with these plates that you're putting under the elephant? We're talking about an alleyway, it's not the the seller's property. It's an alleyway. Uh, I uh, consider Rashut rabim, but it's still, I uh, consider the side where someone is able to be kone. You can't, you can't be kone in Rashut rabim uh, by meshicha, Mesirah. Uh, by, uh, you need to do something uh, more, like a Hagbaha. So, but on a Simta, you could uh, have him go on your property, on these plates or vessels, and it could work. Inami, and here's the fourth way of buying this elephant. Bahavile Zemorot put a whole bunch of vines, thick vines under the elephant. The elephant will walk on top of the vines. And that considered a hagbahad picking him up. According to Rashi, he has to go up in the air three tefahim. According to Tosfat, one tefah. And that's as if you bought the elephant. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem Le'olam. Amen ve'amen.